Welcome back to the Dragon's Lair podcast. This is episode number 13. Lucky for some, unlucky for others, unlucky for us here at the Dragon's Lair as we are without Liam Hindle this week. He is currently unwell. So I am joined by Cameron Becker. I am Ellis Cassidy. Cameron, how are you? I'm good, thanks, man. It's a ripper intro. We're here at your place once again. It's always nice, but thanks for having me. No, no worries at all. So obviously, similar to the format of all shows, we will go through the recap from this weekend's games as well as um, looking forward to next week. And we will also discuss Ladies' Day coming up this weekend and our predictions as well as Bex's best. So I'm looking forward to having you join me for today's episode. Absolutely. I'll start with the ones from this weekend, Cameron. So as we spoke about on the show last week, Hobbo made 140 of Claremont's 8 for 267. So he batted super well. Um, and unfortunately, we just fell short of their total of 267. So we were bowled out for 236 um, just not long, not too long before the end of the day, sort of within mm-hmm. the last five overs, I think. So we had a fantastic start with Isaac Melentis and Bondi putting on, I think the, we were one for 65. So Bondi okay. fell um, for 48 and Isaac ended up on 58 as well. And then Cam Bancroft batting at three, made 72. So we're off to a ripping start. We were... Um, we were two for 175, but um, it kind of went downhill from there. We pretty much lost eight for 60 and ended up bowled out for 238. Which so the classic Dragons flurry, wasn't it? It was. So, unfortunately, the Dragon slide that we talk so unfondly about um, took care of our ones. It's probably been the first time this year that it's, it's been that much of a, a slide as well, I think. Maybe Swanee's first experience with the, uh, the classic Absolutely. Dragons performance. I'm sure it wasn't his first experience, just his first on the Dragons side of the fence. That is true, very true. Yeah, playing um, against his old side. Well, yeah, I mean, we looked we looked in a real good spot, didn't we? Yeah, we was... did. Yeah, we headed down. Um, the Threes boys finished up at T, which we'll get to in a minute, but we headed down at just after T, and we were, I think, 7 for 238 and looking fairly well in control with young Holty and I think Guru out in the middle. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, unfortunately, as we just sort of alluded to, we lost quite a few wickets for not many runs. Yeah, I think that's right. We were sort of following it, obviously, down at Barandar. Even, you know, you look at Holty batting nine, I think it is. Yeah. Kid can bat. Yeah, so absolutely. So seeing him and Guru batting together, we only needed 40 to 30 yeah. to win on. Yeah. Like, uh, we thought we still had more than a chance there. Yeah, well, I mean, I actually, I spoke, I was speaking to Grub in that, and I think I actually said, you know, touch wood, of course, but I think I said something along the lines of this really does start to look like the, you know, sort of new generation of the first grade side, and yeah. this is looking really good here, and then sort of same old happened, so it was pretty unfortunate to watch. Probably a bit of experience as well in that Claremont team coming through there. You know, you look at um, Camp Steel, three for Turkic, two for... Yep. Hope three for as well, you know. Obviously, hope hopes young, but yep. the rest of them have been around for a while, and that's probably what's helped them out there against our. You know, looking at we had Ollie, Ollie Guru and Holty down there at six, seven, eight, or seven, eight, nine, yeah, and yeah. They're, yeah, they're all less than probably fifteen, twenty A grade games. Yeah, absolutely, so. probably fifty between them. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think I spoke to Swanee during the week, and he said something along the lines of, "If we want to." If we want to be right up there in A grade, you have to chase two seventy, especially yeah. against Claremont. So, and especially, yeah, you know, we we sort of mentioned last week that was probably below par anyway on that wicket. Yeah, so. definitely, and it, it's a bit, yeah, you know, you never want to say it's honourable loss or that sort of thing, but mm. it was 
the fight was there at least for bits of it. So yep. I think there's definitely positives to take away from it for them rather than just being all yeah, doom and sure. gloom. Yeah, it was, um, I suppose, the only highlight of the time that we were there was um, Brett Bailey's efforts out in the middle <laughs> with his side strain. He ended up there, out there with a runner, so Holty got to go out there for a second time. I but, was watching on the um, the old frog box yeah. when late in the day I saw Blaz get out and then Bales come in. And I was At first I was thinking, why is, why is Blaz batting ahead of Bales? Yeah, yeah. And then watched him try and run a single. <laughs> yeah, it was very funny. The first one he tried to run. He said, he, he said afterwards he swung fine, but he just couldn't run. It um, was... It was it, it he looked, looked like he'd like done it, both his hamstrings. Yeah. Like just was, he was really laboring out there. Uh, I actually, uh, until I saw him run, I was like, you know, we're still in, still with a chance. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I back bales to pull something out here, but um, yeah, probably not quite the uh, fitness that we needed towards yeah, the end there. Absolutely. So, yeah, unfortunate day for the ones, but um, how did the twos go, Cameron? Well, uh, ridiculously well, honestly. Mm. I think. Everyone uh, sat there and sprayed Goon's decision to bowl first last week, but you yeah, can't none really... Yeah, more so than Liam Hindle. Exactly. Unfortunately, Liam's not here to, to go through the batting performance today, but yeah, I think it turned out to be a pretty decent performance. Um, three for 303 at T when the game was called. That is incredible, isn't it? That's just something you don't see. I, like, we talk about the drags and their batting over the years, but you don't see that in Premier Cricket at all. It's no. just ridiculous. One um, bar and I won, no less. That's true. Well, it's getting better and better each year these yeah, days. That's true. Can't even say it anymore, I reckon, about B1. It's just genuine, decent batting track. Um, well, we have Blair. So, obviously, Cam Bancroft came into the ones, uh, which forced Blair down into the twos, Blair Walsh, to open the batting, and he peeled off 129. Yeah, there was um, there was a bit of discussion during the week about who was going to open and who was going to bat where, and I think Lakey sort of um, decided that his sort of best route into the first grade side was if he batted sort of middle order at number four and so there was a spot there to open up and Blair obviously decided he he would like to take it and absolutely made the most of his opportunity up there yeah, it's pretty good from the kid to uh go down and say no nah, give me the chance to open and then peel off something like yeah, that absolutely. while while actually doing it we're, we're going to be lucky enough to have a bit of a chat to him later on in the show um so that'd be exciting to hear his thoughts on that one he had a very good partnership with Christian Morrissey KM ending on uh, 79, unfortunately, before getting bowled. Uh, so they put on, let me have a quick look here. Uh, they put on 200 for the second wicket, which is, uh, how many? I don't know how many 200-run partnerships there's been at the Drags. But well, I, th- I think Pete Hardy said it was his second of the year being involved in because obviously him and Stu Smith in the threes very had true. a massive one as well. So. But KM. yeah, absolutely, it doesn't happen very often. No, and um, you know, even even after that sort of 2-2-4 was when Christian got out uh, for Lockie. Lockie Lake came in and scored 60 off 55 and Liam made 26 not out as well. So they came in and you know, yeah. kept it going, chasing, what, two, 280? So it's still... Even at 224, there's still 50-odd runs to get. It's a bit of a nervous sort of position yep. there to be in, and they just didn't really look phased at any point. No, you do have to feel for poor old Kyle Walsh as well, the only batsman in the top five to to sort of fail. He, I think he made six or something like that. Four. So he, made four he made off four. three balls with one boundary. Yeah, <laughs> then, so fairly unfortunate from him. Yeah, it must have been a good rock, I think, surely. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was watching on the frog box when we found out Blair was pretty close to his ton. I think I tuned in for him to be 80 89 not out yep he went six four four to bring up the ton wow. i watched what three minutes of cricket i was like that's unreal timing that's there. crazy sometimes you can be watching a test match and it can take an hour for them to move from 90 to 100 so three balls is a pretty good effort it was perfect um but yeah really well batted to blair really well batted to the whole twos team and 
hopefully no one ever accuses Goon of uh, making the wrong choice at the toss again after yeah, absolutely. that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. The 3s, L. Yes. So the 3s, we were 3 for 40 overnight and, you know, uh, looking a little bit shaky there, chasing 120. It's always tough chasing a low score, but we got it done in the end. So um, despite continuous wickets falling and uh, me running out our captain's <laughs> stew, um, we managed to get their seven down. So... Um, yeah, he wasn't happy about it either. What's that? He wasn't happy about it. No, but I think we had the conversation about it. Um, he reckons that I robbed him of a ton, which I'm not too sure about. I think he probably would have got himself out anyway. But After declaring eight over, ten overs later? Yeah, and then he definitely robbed me of a ton as well because I was 55 not out at the end. So Yeah, yeah. well, I was going to say it's a pretty satisfying performance for yourself, I suppose, going down the threes and doing that. Oh, it wasn't even going down to the coming threes, back mate. It was just coming in, back from injury. True. Yeah. But yeah, no, I was, obviously I was happy to be out there for quite a while and I'm probably glad I didn't keep batting because on Sunday I was pretty sore, to be honest, and <laughs> I've only just sort of started recovering from that. So my legs were, yeah, well and truly cooked. And there wasn't uh, much to speak about in the second innings? No, there wasn't. So as can sort of, well, as was to be expected, I think a little bit, they were none down at T and then we um, sort of called the game off. When we declared, like, the wicket was pretty dead and... And we lost our key bowler from last week, Keegan. He went out with um, he, he was sick, Ill. wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, he wasn't well, so he didn't he didn't get up for the game. So without our strike bowler as well, that sort of I suppose ended the game prematurely. Yeah, I mean, from I think Claremont's always a decent pitch out there, and it's always a you you always go into the second dig kind of going, yeah, let's have a crack at them, yeah, let's yeah. get some wickets. But how often does it end up being you know none down, one down in the second dig, and a game called there? Yeah, so. exactly. It's it was one of those ones as well. Like the boys were unfortunately a little bit flat as well like there was no real riling up of the troops if you will which yeah. was a bit a bit disappointing as well but i suppose you know it was one of those ones where the wicket was flat and you could sort of feel that nothing was gonna happen there but it's always you know good to have a crack and everything needs to go right in the second dig it does, for it to yeah. actually sort of be worthwhile have, yeah, it does. You know, having a go at it but I know. I, I thought you may have wanted to put on a few more runs but being seven down i suppose there probably wasn't that much left in the sheds yeah, to it sort of kick on from there and actually have a total to bowl at. Yeah, so. but uh, either way, I suppose it was a good result to be done by Win to win, yeah. Go and watch the ones. So. Exactly, can't That's really good. complain about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, hey. What about the fourth grade, Cameron? The fours, the mighty flying fours. We, I, we just keep going from strength to strength, really. Um, we're a similar position, what, one for 39 overnight, needing another 60-odd. Um, Chalks and I went out there, and it was pretty similar to the week before. There wasn't a whole lot of threatening stuff coming from the bowlers um yep. we scored pretty quickly i decided to kick a straight one second ball off the spinner i think he came on and you know like why would i try and sweep that one but it got you, triggered yep you did nonetheless yeah and uh yeah they i think bev came in then and it yeah they really just kept kept it going i think they scored a 40 odd 50 odd run partnership with yep. in not much time before bev got out and uh, Matt McGuire came to the crease and then the next nine overs were very entertaining. I think we he came in with five overs, four overs to go till lunch and we were sort of like, oh, we'll see how we're going, um, you know, where we're at at lunch, whether we're going to have a bit of a bat on, what's going to happen. And, uh, yeah, they scored 85 runs in nine overs either side of lunch. So Wow, that's, um, a, that's a seriously good effort, isn't it? Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. Uh, Magsy made 49. Um, I think, yeah, it took them... Most of those came after lunch in five or six overs, and he he's come up to the last over, and we sort of motioned to them, yeah, one more, 
I think he was on 47. He's gone two off the first ball, then proceeded to not get bat on ball for the next four and get bowled off the last ball oh, the over. <laughs> it was great, though, because the keeper was keeping up. So in those four balls, there was actually two four buyers at the same time. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's got bat on two in the last over, or one. We yep. still made 10 runs off it, and he got bowled out for 49. So. Wow. It's a bit that rough. is eventful. Yeah, it was it, it was all happening there at B2. Um, we were having a bit of fun. Chalks finished on 74, not out, to take his aggregate and average for the year to 192. Wow. He's batted at three every game. And So how many not outs has he had? He's only had one out out of five innings. That's that's very impressive. It's, it, it's to be fair, when you blokes are making 100 and then declaring because you've already passed their score. Yeah, I think we've we've still only... that my My stat for... The where is it was the wickets lost in the fours, so we have obviously we made three for two hundred. Sorry, I may as well finish our actual wrap up first. Um, yeah, we can talk about chalks after. Yeah, we made three for two hundred and three. Uh, declared with hundred hundred odd run lead and bowled them out fifty seven in the second dig. So um, they only had nine batsmen, <laughs> which was a blessing, I suppose. Yeah, I think. so only needed eight poles. Uh, yeah, correct. That's yeah. right. So we. That um, helps. I think they had two of them go out injured or something during the week. Right, were they batters or were they? Uh, I'm. I think one of them batted top order, but calling. Yep. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't their best batsmen, basically. Yep. So, um, Darcy took three for eleven off four at the end. Angad took three for nineteen off five, uh, opening the bowling bowled really well. Um, again, sort of similar to your game. You sort of go out there and you think sometimes it's just gonna yep. meander to a finish, but we're all that fired up out there that it was just. Angad bowled an absolute treat and was bowling probably quicker than I've ever seen him bowl. And yeah, just it all sort of happened pretty quickly. Taz and Chalks took one each, and that was that was the game. So we were done not long after tea. And yeah, now we're 11 points clear on top with a quotient of over four <laughs> just before That's Christmas. That's not heard of, that is, isn't it? I think, yeah, the stat I was looking at is we've only lost 19 wickets in six games, wow. and the next lowest is Perth in second at 36 wickets. Yeah, so we're losing. We're only losing three a game, really. Yeah, and we've taken sixty six in six games. Wow. Yeah, so we've we've got the most wickets taken. Can see um, lost the least. We've conceded the least runs. We haven't scored the most though, because we keep yeah, because we chasing keep down a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, quotient of four point is pretty heinous, really, when you think about it like that. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, Chalk's averaging 192 for the year. Uh, just going from strength to strength. I think that's his highest score now, 74. So hopefully yeah. he can kick on this week with no Spaff and Taz in the team again. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, I said before, you know, you've only been making low scores and that, so it doesn't really count. But at the end of the day, if he's had five innings, that's still, you know, he's averaging 40 each innings that he's going out there. So yeah, it's exactly. Still a good it, effort. It's not like he's just, you know, racking up yeah. tens, not out. So he's making 30s and 40s yeah, and, sure. and batting really well. It's just. I think the only game he got out in was South Perth, which is the only game we've batted first. Yeah. Um, and even then, he got out in the last couple of overs, trying to trying to score some quick runs. Yep. So like he's just he's been pretty good this year so far. It's been it's been really good to watch. Okay, so moving along to the under seventeens from the weekend. Um, again, I sort of headed down a little bit early to have a look. I didn't go down as early as the previous week because we knew what we were doing um, in the afternoon. However, we were chasing two hundred and twenty nine. For victory, um, sixty overs to do so. Unfortunately, we got bowled out for one ninety six, so thirty runs short of the target. Just about. Um, it was a good effort from the boys. Young Jordan Cradelli made sixty two off ninety, and he was our best performer with the bat. 
along with Blake Third, who made 30 off 37 at number eight, it looks like. Seven, eight, I think. Nine, One, two, three, eleven. four. Yeah, number eight. Eight, there you go. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, we got bowled out with four overs to go. We were looking good there for a little while, and then obviously, unfortunately, lost a couple of wickets late in the innings. We actually chase. lost three for 198, so that'll wrap you up pretty quickly, won't it? Yeah, that doesn't help. Um, it's, it's a tough chase, 220 or 230 yeah, even in the 17s. Yeah, it's a solid chase, and only 60 overs to do so as well. So, Also, Iki Bala, the uh, under-17s wicketkeeper, 35 opening the batting, so well done to him. Um, yep. Yeah, just... Everyone sort of chipped in, I think, but probably didn't have enough. Well, I mean, Jordan made 62, but probably needed someone else to, you know, kick onto yeah, that yeah. 60, 70 score to get there, which, again, you don't really get that often in under-17s. You know, yeah. It's tough to keep it going for that long. For sure. But and otherwise, I suppose 196 isn't a bad effort at all. So. Yeah, if you batted first, you'd probably take that. Yeah, I'm sure they'll learn from that going forward as well. So Definitely. What about 15s, Bex? 15s, uh, they... Didn't have their best day. Uh, they, they bowled pretty well. They kept uh, Claremont to 189 off 60 overs, so it's three and over. You can't really be disappointed yep. with that. Um, big Charlie Henderson. We spoke about him nicking, nicking a wicket the other week. He ended up with four for. Oh, four wow. for 40 off 11 overs as a leg spinning, a part-time leg spinner. He's normally a wicket keeper. Yeah, that's a great effort for him to be able to do so many things it's, well. You just you love to see. He's a great little kid as well, and he, he's he's always down there around training. He's got Chug Dog on the back of his singlet. It's uh, it's it's just great to see from the young fella. Uh, also, Kai Souza continuing his ridiculous season so far. Took three for eighteen off yeah, ten. We spoke about him last week and how many wickets he's taken in. Not not too many overs as well, and just continues with that form. He's now up to fourteen wickets at an average of six point one four. Wow. So that's going to be fun to keep. I'll, I'm going to be disappointed when his average drops above 10 or rises well, above it, 10. At this rate, Cameron, it, it might, might not. not. Yeah. We're nearly halfway through the season. Also, is that um, Devon's brother that I'm seeing in the wickets column there? No. Uh, it's not, as far as I'm aware, not related to Dev, but one for 13 off six, not bad. I'll tell you what, that's that's pretty Devon-like, isn't it, really? It's very Devon-like. Uh, I'd love to see Dev back at the club, but yeah, as far as I'm aware, not not related. Um, I would have thought Ladies Day, if any, was a good day for him to come back. So That's a great shout, actually. Might have to get into him. Um, and also Kiefer Lake, one for 25 off six. Uh, young Lockie's brother actually came down and bowled in the nets yesterday and sharp yeah he's not bad is yeah. he yeah he's only under 15 so yeah he so was, he's what 14 years old yeah exactly yeah. and he was bowling pretty well to i know you know it's tough bowling to me in the nets you know pretty pretty good pretty batsman to bat against uh, yeah but he um made me look silly a couple of times so uh bright future ahead unfortunately we had a cheeky little second dig that did not really go to plan we batted for five overs Ooh. and were four for ten in the end yeah Ooh, that hurts it does uh three ducks and a one, so that just all that does is kill the average, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a no win situation. Uh, we were watching out there, and they, uh, look, it was probably a little bit of inexperience maybe out yep. there, but there was probably a couple of guys that thought, ah, oh, there's only a couple overs. We'll just try and score some quick runs, and yep, it didn't yep. quite go to plan. So yep. it was, yeah, not probably the greatest day for the under 15s. But uh, as we said, you know, it's a lot of learning in the lower grade in the youth, yep. so they'll they'll all be better for it, I'm sure. Yeah, and just to recap, we only made one twelve in the first inning, so they yes, beat us. Sorry, we did we did go down unfortunately, but uh, you know we we fought hard. Uh, again, if you if they bowled first and kept them to 189, they'd probably be pretty happy with that. Yep. So 
cool. So that pretty much wraps up our Saturday games. So um, three, we, three and a half out of four. Or yeah. Four? Well, how would you count that? Yeah, I suppose it was. It was at the end of the day, it was three out of four. Mm. Um, and as we said, you know, ones were in the perfect position to make it four from four. So just couldn't get the job done. So hopefully next week they can do better than that. But yeah. they got the job done on the Sunday, and so did our Colts, which we'll go into first. So. We bowled Perth out for 105 in the morning, was it yeah. Colts in the morning? Yeah, Colts first this week, yeah. Yep, so Colts in the morning, bowled him out for 105. Blaz was the pick of the bowlers. He had four for 25 off his, what ended up being 3.4 overs because he closed out the innings. He did, yes. Um, and then, you know, we not a lot to talk about here, but we proceeded to chase that down pretty much unfazed, making one for 108 off just 12.3 overs. Yeah, Blair continuing his uh, weekend, 129 on the Saturday, 43 not off 32 on yeah, the Sunday. absolutely. And and Ollie continuing his good uh, form in the white ball cricket with 57, both him and Blair, as you mentioned, not out. So I think he's enjoying him t- his time in the Colts this it year. It does look that way. And then again, um, as we said with the second grade wrap-up, um, Kyle Walsh, Kyle. unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> what six off seven this time? He just couldn't quite get going on the Sunday, uh, Kyle. But did what yeah. wasn't really needed again. Yeah, sort so of. a weekend where his brother made one hundred and ninety, or no, one hundred and seventy for the for the weekend. He's made ten. So yeah, unlucky, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> that has it has its ups and downs, doesn't it, cricket? Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty clinical performance, really, from yeah. the Colts. They just didn't really put a foot wrong at any point. I mean, one hundred and five. They limped to that really, and that yeah. was with a, a little bit of. I think they scored like you know ten or fifteen off the last couple yeah. of overs, just getting a couple away. But yeah, Blaz bowled well. Uh, Ollie bowled well again. Guru bowled really well as well through the middle. Um, yeah, he took two for I think as well, didn't he? Yeah, two for sixteen yep. off four. Isaac one for eighteen off three. Um, Johnny Sanders one for eight off one, and Holty one for seventeen off four. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting with the Colts this week. See what's coming up, but we'll we'll go into that a little bit later with uh, the double headers playing at the same time. But two wins from two for the Colts. Like to see it. Yeah, great start of it's the year. A, Hopefully they can progress through to the next round. It's a far far cry from our Colts days. Yeah, back. I know. <laughs> a few time. years back. Yeah, I think we, were, we discussed we that a couple of times over the weekend of days out at Wanneroo and Midland and Joondal up where we're playing 50 over cricket and getting getting hit around for the whole day yeah yeah except that Wanneroo uh the Joondal up game did you play that one no I didn't play that one oh, we were done by three o'clock it was great fantastic <laughs> yeah, obviously we were done by three o'clock like, yeah we, got by we uh I think they made 100 and, we made 170 and they chased it in like 18 overs yeah. or something so real good but yeah two from two for the Colts and kicking on really well the ones exciting finish yeah it did very much appear that way Unfortunately, not streamed on Frogbox as well. No, devastating. Um, Matty Hanna wasn't happy. He was uh, he was looking forward to the Frogbox, but we got what some uh, got some scoring issues. So we'll try and get that sorted of this weekend and actually get it up there. Yeah, big day this week for the club. So hopefully we can get that all sorted. Double header be nice. Um, but yeah, what we we batted first, made one hundred and thirty four. Obviously, the star of the show was pretty much Aaron Aaron Hardy, sixty five off fifty three. Uh, everyone else sort of just chipped in. Uh, Bondi fourteen off fourteen, Warnsy twelve off sixteen, Walshy twenty, uh, Kyle Walsh twenty two off twenty five. So we kind of stalled at the end. Um, yep. We we were doing pretty well, and then probably Hards got out. But they had what Josh Nicholas and Liam Guthrie bowling at the death. So yeah, it's it makes bit, it pretty difficult, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a bit hard on guys like you know, Walshy and Ollie uh, who are pretty new to A grade cricket to be able to come in and face state bowlers. Yeah, at the and, end of the 2020. Clearly the two quickest in probably 
whack at cricket as well, you'd imagine. Yeah, I was going to say. And, you know, Guthrie's been given a contract with the Scorchers yep. now, I think, as well. So, you know, you, you're you coming up against a bloke that's going to be playing Big Bash in a couple of weeks. And yep. it's probably understandable to not uh, go for too many off him at the death. Yeah, probably ended up 10 short. I reckon I think I spoke to yep. Jaron. He was probably saying 150 would have been par. would have been nice from where we were. But turned out to be just enough. We, yeah, literally, um, literally just. Just. Yeah. We, we actually got off to it. They got off to a, a flyer. Um, they were none for 32 off not that many. And we pulled them back massively. So Hards took the first wicket before getting a run out as well. Running out Tom Scalay, who was ticking over quite nicely, which started a bit of a flurry on the other team's behalf of five for 32, including another run out from Matty Hanna, which... Geez, if you blinked, you would have missed it. It was it was bloody lightning out there in the uh, outfield, and I think Bondi took the other three in that little passage of play before ch- finishing off with another cheeky two and having five for nineteen off his five four overs. Yeah, in a T twenty, that's a massive effort. It's it's you you wouldn't be surprised about KB doing that though. That's very yeah. his style of bowling. I think that he was true. above uh, ahead of the curve when it comes to T twenty bowling. Definitely, he's pretty pretty difficult to hit as well. Low flat leg spin so yeah i mean what you went at five and over in a game in the game where they nearly went at seven so it's uh pretty good and yeah it got down real tight so they needed 12 13 14 and hit 14 at the last wicket and were ticking it off fairly comfortably i think they needed eight off the last over yep and big keg ollie arkenstall giving the ball we got in a team with hards matty Hanna, even guru you know yep for Keg to be given the ball at the end there, I think that's a pretty big uh, vote of confidence. Absolutely. Well, to be fair, you know, he opened the bowling on the Saturday. So, yeah. Or on the previous Saturday. But Who would way. have thought a couple of years ago when he was keeping well, he was in the twos? Keeping, yeah. yeah. yeah no, <laughs> a, a, I think he just change. about went up to the ones as a keeper there a couple of times. Yep. But, you know, to now be opening the bowling and actually contributing as a bowler as well in ones is pretty specky to watch. Absolutely. But, yeah, they, they uh, <laughs> he proceeded to bowl length ball first ball. They got flat batted for four by Guthrie. And everyone's like, oh, no, What's, how's Here this going to end? I think it was maybe dot, dot one, one, one after that. And then, yeah, bowled the, bowled, bowled the number 10 off the last ball and celebrations and shoot. We should we should mention as well, the last ball they needed two runs to win, one to tie, so mm. any bat on ball would have done. Yeah, it was it was pretty hectic finish. Yeah. Um, from where we were sitting, we actually didn't see the ball hit the stumps either. So he bowled. Oh, right. Yeah, and so we've just seen it running away and like hands on head just for that split second. Yeah. And obviously heard the, the roar and everyone running in from the boundary. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty cool to watch, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I was, I was speaking to Ollie afterwards and he also mentioned he didn't realise it bowled him either. So it wasn't until Caro sort of put his hands up and oh, was wow. celebrating that he realised that Jeez. that actually won. So, <laughs> yeah, pretty intense end to the game. No, again, really good win for the ones. That puts us in a pretty good position, obviously, in both ones and Colts. With we got the five-man group with Country 11, but two from two means I think we just need to win one of the remaining two to go through. Yeah, and obviously that's heading into the last round of group matches next week, so yeah. hopefully we can get them done in both both competitions. Yeah, I think uh, the Colts, yeah, similar position, obviously, two and, two, two, one, two, two from and two, so they only need... That yeah, again, they also only need to win one to get through because yep. the other four teams are all on one win. So Beauty. it's uh, pretty exciting times down the drags in the Sunday cricket. Yeah, I mean, it, as as we say, if you're going to play cricket on Sunday, you might as well make it worth it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we I don't think we've ever really uh, challenged in the T20s before. We've probably had a couple of strong sides that we're a bit yep. disappointed with, but you know, to actually be two from two in both teams and 
this week, you know, we were kind of not hoping, but it was like, oh, well, if one team loses, at least it makes some selection issues a bit easier this week. But yeah, absolutely. This week's going to be interesting. Yeah, uh, having both winning means it's just now, hopefully, you know, in the right spot yep. to, to capitalize on it. Yeah, obviously, as you mentioned, Bex, uh, a few headaches this week potentially in terms of selection, having the first grade and Colts at the same time at two different grounds. It normally wouldn't have been an issue for us. I think every no. other year it's not been even in the frame of mind to be worrying about having ones and Colts selection issues, but yeah. there's seven of them. Yeah, I know. It's it's a it's a serious issue this year. Yeah, it, I think at least, you know, we're sort of, it's funny how we sort of sit there and go, oh, well, you know, it's good that you know, Claremont won't have Hopi or anything like that, yeah. but then we're probably impacted we're more boat, than yeah. any other club I would have thought at this point. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think as as we said previously, it's like it's pretty rare for our coach to actually be up there and doing mm, well. So challenging, yeah. Losing our ones guys when when we're actually challenging hurts a little bit, but especially like when there's blokes that haven't really had a had a crack yet or mm. haven't had to do anything really because they've been we won I think last week three down and then this week one down. So hopefully yeah. some guys can get some opportunities this week, which would be good for their development as well. Yeah, it hurts obviously at our our main bowlers as well with a couple of spinners yep. and Ollie being out. Guru, Holty, Ollie, Isaac have yeah. all bowled at least three overs in each game so far. Yep. So it's a bit, it's it's going to be t- not tough, but a good opportunity for guys like John Sanders. Yep. Um, I don't know, even like your Stewie Smith, Lockie Searles coming in to try yeah, to and... fill those shoes. Yeah, exactly. I think even Darcy might be look, getting a look in this week, which yeah, is yep. pretty exciting for him to be yep. back in the coloured clothing again. Uh, but yeah, the Colts have got... Claremont in the morning. Oh, the, I, I know the prim, the right. ones have got Claremont in the morning, so I'm assuming it'd be pretty similar. Yeah, Claremont in the morning, middle in, in the afternoon, yeah. out at Fletcher. Funny actually that that uh, we've played three games at Fletcher now, but played Perth at Barrender yeah, yeah, <laughs> in this yeah. group. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it'd be exciting games come or exciting times come mid afternoon when the results start coming through. We get a bit more of an idea of. Yep where it's all going to sit. And yeah, obviously the ones at Barrandar. At the same time. So both Claremont games in the morning and then both Midland in the afternoon, as we mentioned. Yeah. It, again, it, it'd be real. It's going to be really interesting on that, that afternoon when all the results coming in, we're sort of trying to figure out what what the computations are to get through and all that. But yep. Claremont and Midland are second and third in the ones. So it's going to be hopefully a pretty good day of cricket out there. Perth have lost both games. Yeah, well, you wouldn't have expected that when you've got the likes of, as you, as we mentioned before, Nicholas Guthrie and yeah. you know John O'Wells plays John there O'Wells as well. Played, so. Yeah, um, but to you know, country eleven, fair play to him. Got the got the win last week, and y- yeah, you would have been you would have got good odds to have Perth coming last in that group. Yeah, definitely. Maybe losing their big guns this week, it might not be a strong side for them either. So, mm. could be could be a rough one in the T twenties. But we did say it, I think, prior to the the comp starting. There's a bit of a group of death hours, so. You're always going to get a pretty strong team coming down the bottom there, I think. It's time, Cameron. It's come around again. Bex is best. The best as, segment of the week. I was going to say, as you keep uh, letting us all know, did you want to let us know who has got Bex's best for this week? Well, it is the one that people keep talking about. You know, everyone everyone wants to be it, but unfortunately, I've had to go outside the club for Bex's best this week. Wow, controversial. Yeah, it's uh, fair to say the two Claremont batsmen that batted for about 30 overs and made 30-odd runs in the first week uh, didn't fill us with excitement, and we were a bit worried. Having having bol- had a had a crack at them, had a bat, and declared, we were like, oh, no, they're not going to do this to us again, are they? It was 
probably half an hour before tea, 45 minutes before tea, when we started batting. And um, one of their blokes had walked out. So I, th- I think his name is Williams, Tom Williams. He's come out. And we've gone, hey, mate, you're not gonna, you're not gonna do the same thing again this week, are you? And he looked at us and just laughed and said, no, mate, we do, we do not want to <laughs> hang around this week. So I think he was actually not out again. But his partner that uh, batted for yeah, thirty odd overs, dead batting every single ball, yeah. came down a second ball, charged at Chalks and tried to hit him for six and missed it. Uh, played some expansive strokes before getting caught and bowled by Darcy, of all people. Oh, fantastic. But, uh, yeah, just trying to move on back. So Bex's yeah, best this week goes to those two for not hanging around in the second week of a dead fixture yeah, and huge. letting us get on some cordials a little bit earlier than we first thought. So thanks to those fellas for, uh, for getting out quickly. Wow, it's almost like there was no actual Dragons performances to speak of this week. Well, I, I don't know. I picked some good performances the last couple of weeks, and I kind of mm. wanted to go away from some just decent drags on field yep. performances because yeah, we've you know, Bex's best isn't just about the 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 best statistical performance oh, every week. It's, it's a few different you know uh, things to take into account when we're actually making that decision. So yep, fair enough. Yeah, maybe next week someone will just take do something that takes my fancy, and, th- and they'll win it back of the drags again. Yeah, unlucky Blair, and well done on your 170 runs yeah, in the weekend. Yeah, a few honourable mentions. You know, Blair with his 170 odd, Keg doing pretty well on the in the T20s and holding his nerve. Cast 55 not out. Cast 55 not out. Uh, you know, Chalks doing really well again, but just even Dar- Darcy took two catches and in the three fall. wickets. Yeah, that's that's just about honestly, he's probably stiffest to miss out. I think out of everyone. <laughs> so, you know, as I said, maybe someone does something that takes my fancy next week. But to the two Claremont boys, cheers. Now, on the back of that, Cameron, we'll move into our predictions. So, last week, oh, I, knew, I know this extension is coming. of the lead. <sighs> All I'm seeing on our run sheet here is Turkic and Morton with a love heart next to it, <laughs> referring that, to the fact that I got my prediction right. That's actually a less than three wickets uh, rather than a love heart. Oh, okay. That, yeah, does, no, that does work out well. I'll, I'll count that as a love heart. But, yeah, no, so... My prediction last week was for Turkic and Morton to take less than three wickets. We alluded to it last week. We were lucky. Uh, or he didn't even bowl. Yeah. Mortz <laughs> didn't even bowl. So great, great prediction from me. Still would have got good odds. Yeah. Um, he got close. He took two for. He did. He did. But, you know, I said no more than three. So that was a uh, a great pick for me. So that brings my running tally up to two and a half <laughs> points. Jeez. Well, I mean... Me and Liam's were, were both pretty pretty dependent on a drags win. Obviously, mine was a drags blowout win. Yeah, yep. I th- I thought I was in for when when I saw we were one for 175 with Bang and Isaac in. I was like, here we go, done nine wicket win, easy. But no, it wasn't to be. It wasn't to be. And unfortunately, Shane uh, fell a little bit short of 100 and yeah, made just 12. 88 runs short. Yeah, so it's it's disappointing. Um, but. Yeah, you can't blame him. It's it's just unfortunate the way it is. So absolutely. So score check, Cameron. Two and a half to yourself. Yep. One to me. Yep. And zero to Liam. I still believe. I, I do believe you are right. Yeah. So it's it's a long season ahead, but we're nearly at the halfway point. If you manage That's to get another point. one right. Yeah. So, this week coming up is our last game before Christmas yeah. as well. So, wow. A three point five to one lead would be commanding. It would. It would. Yeah. Um, but this week, what have you gone for, El? So this week I've gone for, now we talked about it before the show, Cameron. I've gone for Dom Chalker to back up his fantastic start to the season. And initially I said with another 50 plus score, but mm. Cameron, you said that that wasn't acceptable because he's been going so well. Exactly. So I've amended it and made it a 60 plus score. We're all about slightly out, out of left field predictions here. So that's what yep. we want. You know, a, a big 
big call, not just a you know, chalkster. He's averaging 192 for crying out loud. Yeah, true. Be nothing. That is true. Well, but, it, I didn't want to be negative and say that his average was going to severely drop this week. So, <laughs> no, know, that's true. I've only got so much negativity in me, and I'm pretty sure I've used it all up for Already? the first half of yeah. the year. So. Um, it's at Fletcher too. Lovely place to bat. Yeah, great place. That's, it's, it's where you want to be choosing a batsman's sort of uh, prediction. Related, yeah. And so what I've done is I've decided to pick a second-grade bowler. Oh, that's a great option. <laughs> great idea. Yep. Uh, Josh Cuser is my man this week. I, think, I don't think he's actually featured in any of the predictions yet. No, I don't think he has either. Um, I reckon he's going to get four plus. He's I'll tell been, you what, back at his old home ground as well. Yeah. Played home, a lot of juniors there. Yeah, exactly. He probably knows a few of the fellas playing the twos, I would, would have thought. Be, yeah. Um, yeah, I reckon he's going to get more than four wickets. He's been he's been bowling well from what I can see. Gained a few yards and I think this could be the week that he actually uh, cracks on and gets that big, big hole that he probably deserves. It'll be a big one too, given that, as you said, it's going to be a batting track out there yeah so. it's it's not something i thought about you know like yourself yep. uh picking bondi and guru a few weeks back uh and wasn't that a master stroke as well it exactly worked out well so who knows maybe this is the day Q's on his old home ground has a bit of bit of a flashback and uh takes some four four poles absolutely and obviously liam not here to give us his prediction but he sent it through on our facebook group message he has gone for the colts on sunday to win two from two without the ones, boys. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, I like that as a prediction as well. Yeah, Backing I think the boys to get it done. There's plenty of talent left there. It's it's not like I think I was speaking to Pete about it on Sunday. How it probably becomes now just a regulation cult side. Yeah, yeah. Instead of being the super team that we probably had before. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, going back to our days when it's a bunch of twos and threes players, maybe the occasional ones player. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, I think Liam Liam's come back in. Uh, Darcy's come back in. A few of the few of the guys that probably have missed out with the stronger team and stronger yep. young ones coming through now have that chance to, you know, yep. really be a part of something there, I think, which is probably, you know, you, you, you don't normally need depth in the Colts. Yep, yep. Um, you can normally get away with a pretty good, strong first 11, but to if we can get away with two win, if, if we can get away with one win, really, and get through, that'd be unreal. Yeah, that'd so, be massive. That'd, uh, realistically, that'd be um, the Colts side for this week, sort yeah. of showing their... They deserve to go through, so... Yeah, exactly. That's it. And, um, yeah, it'd probably be, again, sort of a big plus to all the youth at the club at the moment that is pretty much playing ones through fours, that if they can lose their seven best players and they'll still win a couple of games, that's going to be unreal. Again, not normally that I actually sit here and go, I want the other predictions to be right because I want to win, but I'd be be happy for Liam to, to get his right this week, I think. Yep, definitely. Agreed. Now, Cameron, we've mentioned throughout the show that we have a big week coming up this week. Mm-hmm. The Colts to go two from two next week. We've got double headers at, at Dragon Park with the ones. Obviously, the Colts will unfortunately be playing away at Perth, yep. but there is a massive event happening on Sunday. We've been hyping it up for a while. We have, and we honestly think it's going to be a fantastic day. Yeah. So what what we're talking about, of course, is Ladies' Day. So tickets have started to flow through um, this, the club website and over the bar in the last couple of days. So Fresh um, off a uh, bit of a slashing of the price. Yeah, prices have been absolutely destroyed. 25% off they are. So the price has dropped to $30, which will get our wonderful ladies. Um, I can't see his camera's cur- cursor is over it. Sorry. But it will get them three hours of drinks um, through the duration of the first grade, the second game of the day. Yep. So in the evening. Um, there'll be lawn games. They'll have their own designated area to 
uh, mingle in. A couple of marquees set up. We got some lovely new Wheels yeah, and Dragons new. marquees. They to look put fantastic. Up. They do. Uh, big thanks to Goon and Carl, I think, who've sorted them out. Um, yep. But yeah, they look unreal. So it'd be real good to get them yeah, out they and about were, on Sunday. They were unsheathed on Tuesday night mm. and they were looking absolutely fantastic at Dragon Gave Park, training so. a bit of a different feel, didn't it, it with did. the marquees? It did. There. I put my bag underneath it just to test if it gave shade and I can confirm it did. It was 39 degrees, I think, at that point. So it was very warm. That's what we like to hear. Well yeah. done. No, so we will have those set up. Um, there'll be music going and there'll be a f- fantastic selection of food and drink options. So be sure to get down. Um, and not only that, post-game. Yeah, huge. Massive. We have got a DJ coming in. So big thanks to Josh Cuser for uh, organising uh, a, a friend of his who has who has all the equipment and is keen to have a crack. So we've got DJ Lebee at the club from 7 to 10. Um which, yeah, obviously that's all included for the ladies and their ticket price, for the gents, it's, it'll be there. Uh, and, yeah, just ha- hang, hang around after the last game because it could be a real good night down at Barrenda. Yeah, definitely. And, obviously, where the Colts and that finishing at 5 o'clock are, are more than encouraged to get down as well to join in in the festivities. I know a lot of the Colts... Expected, really. Yeah, it, it is expected. Yeah. Um, a lot of the Colts sort of um, families and... I don't know, partners and all that are going to be down at the club already. So it's a, it's a good incentive for them to get back as well and, and enjoy the night at Dragon Park. Yeah, I think hopefully it's going to be a really good afternoon. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, me too, absolutely. And it'll be a great way to celebrate the ladies that have supported us throughout our year so far. Hopefully four from four, a couple of teams through to the finals, just really launch into these last couple of weeks before Christmas and yep. cap off the first half of the season. Yeah, great way to go into the uh, festive period. Now, we've alluded to it throughout the show as well, Cameron. Next week, we face Perth at Fletcher. So, mm-hmm. Well, the twos and fours are at Fletcher. Oh, yeah, Ones great point. We're not all at Fletcher because that would be a scheduling nightmare. Yeah, and you know we, we, don't, we don't like to hose the whacker. You know, we've already given us one rough scheduling this week, so yep. we'd hate to have all four teams at Fletcher. Yeah, and after we've got uh, gypped with the whacker as well, the, we're obviously yeah. supposed to be playing at the, the whacker. The actual so, whacker so, ground. Yeah, yeah exactly. We've, we've had a rough run, really, but... But that's okay. We move on. We do what we can. That's right. Anywhere, anytime down the drags. That's it. That's what we say. So we are currently, no, sorry, not we, they, Perth, yes. Perth Cricket Club, the Demons. Are they the Demons? In- yeah, Perth, yeah, Perth Demons. Yeah, they're the Demons. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're currently fourth in the ones and are traditionally strong. Yeah. Yeah, John Wells has made about a thousand runs so far in the season. He's so- been in amazing form. Yeah. And obviously Nicholas and, um, and Guthrie, who we've spoken about. Um, so yeah, it should be a good matchup and... We think that they will possibly lose Guthrie due to the Scorchers starting yeah. up again, so well, we'll that'll have, be handy. We'll have Cam and Aaron go, obviously Darcy as well, but he'll yep. be, he's already off with the Australian team at the moment. Yeah, so played last night. We'd, I don't know, at Barrandar, I, th- I like our chances. Yeah, I me think. too. And obviously, you know, Guthrie took four against us on Sunday last week, so yeah. he's a he's a handy out for the drags. But yeah, it should be a should be a good game. Blair potentially coming back up with some form under his belt as well. Yeah, absolutely. Know, Fresh off his 100. There's going to be a lot of confidence around the fellas, um, even... Even with maybe that disappointing loss last week, I can't I can't see them not bouncing back this week. To be honest, yeah, for sure, absolutely, I agree. And um, they're also sitting tenth in the twos, so surprising. Yeah, I know they've been quite strong as of we in the last sort of year. It's couple been of years. a bit of a the rivalry, hasn't it? The Perth versus Willerton twos has been pretty consistent over the last probably, well, I mean, probably going back seven years now. Yeah, it has. It's been a quite an extended um, rivalry, and they've, they I think even last year that they finished up in the top. Oh, they were probably top six last year, so yeah. starting to slip. But 
still have always been strong. So even though I think they're not, they're a strong team still. They got a good batting yeah, lineup. Sure. Um, I was looking through it. They got a lot of guys who have played a fair bit of A grade cricket. Yeah. Playing in their twos as batsmen mainly. Um, yeah. And that's on, on a good batting deck like Fletcher. You know, you get in first, put on a big score. Um, even though we made three hundred last week, there's no. You put runs on the board, it's always going to be a tough chase. So I think. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully the twos do well again, uh, but it could be a closer game than maybe what the ladder suggests. Yeah, it could be. And that leads us in sort of to the threes as well. It's going to be a massive game. Mm-hmm. Perth are currently top of the table and we're looking to jump into the six at Christmas. So, you know, that'll be a fantastic opportunity. And if we get that one done, that'll be a massive win for the boys and it'll inspire a lot of confidence, I'm sure. Yeah, I think it's just been sort of nearly there with the threes the last few weeks. Yeah, last few years, to be honest. Like last year, exactly yeah. the same thing. I think we finished seventh one spot out of the six and sort of looking to really make that next step to yeah. to push in and make finals. So. A lot of young kids, in the, yep. obviously, in that team that probably haven't played a massive amount of senior cricket, especially yeah, well, this year. That showed like, like last week in the batting as well. You know, the, like other than... The 50 that I made, the yeah. next high school. Yeah, I was trying to find a better way to say <laughs> that. But, you know, there was um, the next high score <clears throat> was only 17. So, yeah. you know, it's it's all about building consistency in that side and sort of pushing through when it gets a little bit tough. And, and yeah, hopefully we can find a way to get it done this week. Yeah, getting that win as well probably gives a bit of confidence to the fellas after yeah, sure. a, a tight loss against Joondalup yep. um, and... I can't remember if they beat South Perth or not. This is terrible. Uh, neither can I because I wasn't playing. So. Um, I'll have a look at that and let you know. But, yeah, hopefully they can you know, sort of use that win, even though a bit of a gritty one, to get under the belt and kick on in the next few weeks to really sort of push up post-Christmas at least yep. to get up in the six. And top of the table clash in the fours. Yeah, wow. It's it's the one that the, the pundits have been waiting for, really. I think Perth, again, you know, we talk about traditionally strong lower-grade sides. They've always had plenty of uh, experience playing in the fours that have you know had some really strong teams through there over the few years and I've had some real tough games against them yeah in the fours at least and yeah. um geez it's gonna be fun I'm excited yeah and as we spoke about with the Colts another good opportunity for those who haven't had much of a crack to do so this week I just sorry just taking it back that's okay. The threes tied South Perth, of course. Oh, how do how do we forget that? Yeah, that's huge. So after you know a couple of a couple of tight games, yep. um, you know, not quite going our way to get that win for the threes, probably be good going forward. Sorry, just had to bring that back. No, that's right. But yeah, I, I'm really excited for this uh, fours game versus Perth. I'm seeing a big name in there that has returned next to his name. There, Can you talk us through that, Cameron. There's rumours that that Brad They're Kent, vicious. the the bowling machine, the Jugsy himself. The chairman of selectors to select himself. Yeah, he's strapped on the bowling boots of training the last couple of weeks, and they're coming out pretty well. I was going to say, I think he nicked off Link and joined the twos net last night, so yeah. that was very nice to watch. Link hates a left-hander in the nets. Um, but Kenty, geez, he's, if he comes back into that team, you know, we lose Taz, obviously, this week. He's out. Spaff's still out as well. But yep. I think if there was anyone that you could probably go like-for-like replacement of Taz, yep. Kenty's probably it. I think uh, old, uh, experienced, not old. Sorry, Brad. I, was say, I probably a bit I rough. did hear undertones of old. old there, yeah, that, I tried to cut myself off quickly, but experienced, let's say, um, coming back in. I think he's going to be a, a massive inclusion, obviously, to a pretty strong bowling attack already. Yep. But you know, adds adds so much to the team that I think it it can't be understated. So excited to get back out there with him again, uh, unless he gets picked in the threes. Yeah, well, that's a great point. He's chairman of selectors. So. Yeah, mate, he'll put him where he'll put himself wherever. It depends he likes. how they come out tomorrow, I reckon. Yeah, that is true. Um, but yeah, last game before Christmas, 
top of the table clash chance for us to go two games clear uh we are game clear so at least we'd keep top of the table but you know winning winning's a habit and you probably want to keep that going into christmas for sure it'd be a great way to finish off the year that's all we've got time for unfortunately this week cameron on the dragons there podcast um as we alluded to before we had intended to get blair walsh onto this show but unfortunately he's got better bigger bigger and better things hard to to get a hold of he is he's actually with a friend at the moment who's in the nab draft for Mm. the afl so obviously on that one real quickly as well i Mm. thought i'd slip it in congratulations to ex-dragon logan mcdonald yeah getting drafted at number four to the sydney swans so that's pretty exciting to see. Um, I think he played with like Scotty, Stewie yep. Smith, Gleeson and all that. So and absolutely no doubt he'll be listening to this on the plane ride to Sydney. I'm, I'm sure he's a massive fan of the show. So, you know, congratulations, Logan. Well done, mate. Yeah, well done. Um, so, yeah, obviously Blair's not going to be on the show. Sorry about that. In any case, that is all we have time for. Cameron Becker, thank you for joining me again. Pleasure as always, Elle. Thanks for having me. Good luck to all grades on the weekend and hopefully we can get as many ladies down on the Sunday as possible. Should be a great day. Catch Sunday, fellas. See you next week. See ya.